0: Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler, the pastor of Faith Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in today. We believe today's message is going to help you live this lifestyle of faith. It's going to empower you to live a life that makes Jesus famous wherever you go. Open up your heart. We know God has something special just for you. And we believe that as you listen to today's message, something good is going to happen to you. So listen up. I'll talk to you today at the end of our broadcast. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10. I made this statement on Sunday and I said I would cover it tonight. Take and hold the high ground. Take and hold the high ground. Go ahead and put it in the chat wherever you're watching. Put take and hold the high ground. Take and hold the high ground. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk or we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. We said the word mighty means having power for something. They are mighty through God to the pulling down, which means the demolition, of strongholds, casting down or demolishing imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This word for strongholds means a castle, a fortress, anything on which somebody relies. It is a castle, a fortress, anything on which one relies. There was an advisor to the emperor in first century AD by the name of Seneca, and he would use this word, to describe arguments. People who have four to five arguments and people couldn't change their mindsets. So we could define this word as arguments, castles, fortresses, anything on which one relies. This can even be philosophies. This word imagination in the next verse means reasoning or thought. The word high think here means an elevated place or an elevated structure. And so a stronghold or a castle or fortress is usually in an elevated place. It is a place of high ground. It is an elevated structure. And so this thing on what someone relies, this argument, this philosophy is an elevated structure or an elevated place. A stronghold in your mind can be a mentality, a philosophy, or even an identity. I'll say it again. A stronghold in your mind can be a mentality, a philosophy, or even an identity. It may be an argument for a set course of actions. It is a mental process or philosophy on which the person relies, depends on, trusts in, or has confidence in. A stronghold in your mind can be a mentality, a philosophy, or even an identity. It may be an argument for a set course of actions, It is a mental process or philosophy on which the person relies, depends on, trusts in, or has confidence in. And so we made this statement on Sunday, and I'll make it again. There are godly strongholds and there are ungodly strongholds. There are godly strongholds and ungodly strongholds. So knowing this definition for strongholds being a mentality, a philosophy, or even an identity, that it can be an argument for a set course of actions, that it's a mental process or philosophy on which the person relies, depends on, trusts, and has confidence in. Knowing this, we can say there are godly strongholds and ungodly strongholds. I like this quote I heard from Matt Hammond. He said, Your success in this life will depend on the strongholds you build for yourself and occupy. He said, Your success in this life will depend on the strongholds you build for yourself and occupy. We're still talking about taking and holding the high ground. Go to Romans chapter 12. Leave a little bit more foundation for where we're going. Romans chapter 12. Take and hold the high ground. A stronghold is a high ground. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm going to read it to you in a few more other translations. The Message Version says it this way. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. The Phillips translation says it this way, With eyes wide open to the mercies of God, I beg you, my brothers, act as an an act of intelligent worship to give them your bodies as a living sacrifice consecrated to him and acceptable by him. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold, but let God remold your minds from within so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you is good, meets all his demands, and moves towards the goal of true maturity. The New Living Translation says it this way, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 21 in the New Living Translation so since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, verse 22, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Like we saw in Romans 12, the renewing of your mind. is also in Ephesians 4, in the King James, the renewing of the spirit of your mind. Renewing is renovation. The renewing and the renovation of your mind is done by the word of God. When you renovate, you take out the old and you replace it with the new. The word of God, faith in his word and the work of his Holy Spirit will give you the material you need to renew your mind and build godly strongholds that help govern your actions and your habits. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. We made this statement on Sunday that if you want to take and hold the high ground, you must build godly strongholds. If you want to take and hold the high ground, you must build godly strongholds. And specifically tonight, if you want to take and hold the high ground, you must build godly strongholds in your mind. Ephesians chapter 2. Take And hold the high ground. Where in the time past you walked or lived according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. This word prince means the leader, the ruler, the commander, the chief. It means the leader, the ruler, the commander, the chief. This word power means authority. This word power means authority. This word air represents the lower and denser air of the earth. So it's not far high above, but pretty much air right above us. The lower and denser air. So what it's saying, where in time past you walk or live according to the course of this world, according to the leader of the authority of this lower and denser air. You know, Ephesians gives us a little bit more insight to it. You know, chapter 3, verse 10 says to the intent that now the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Chapter 6, verse 12, which we've looked in more detail on Sunday, so I won't get too much into it tonight. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places or heavenly places, as we saw in chapter 3. Now, one of the things that's for, for high places means the air below the mountains. So this, what we see throughout Ephesians, and we know to be true from the scriptures and other places, that there is a war that goes on. We talked about it on Sunday, and we'll briefly here. But part of the war that goes on is about how you think and what strongholds inhabit your mind. There is a war that goes on for how you think, and what strongholds inhabit your mind. I want you to know this. Pay attention to this. Go ahead and put it in a chat. Say, pay attention to this. Come on, say, pay attention to this. If you're watching with someone, just tell them, pay attention to this. If you seek to build godly strongholds, you need to know there will be bombardment against your stronghold from the prince of the power of the air. If you seek to build godly strongholds, You need to know there will be bombardment against your stronghold from the prince of the power of the air. He will try to attack your mentality. And he'll do it through thoughts. He'll do it through suggestions. He'll do it through influence. He'll do it through the words and the postings and the tweets and the TikToks of others. Whatever he can do to get the idea in your mind to see if you'll take hold of it and use it to build an ungodly stronghold. Your strongholds that you're building, the godly strongholds that you're seeking to build, will be under assault from the prince of the power of the air. Satan's satanic forces, these demonic forces, these forces of darkness, are seeking to influence the way you think. And if you want to take and hold the high ground, you must build the high ground of your mind. If you want to take and hold the high ground, you must build godly strongholds and build the high ground of your mind. You must make a decision what you're going to think on and not think on. Go to Isaiah 55. So knowing... That if you seek to build godly strongholds, you need to know there will be bombardment against your stronghold from the prince of the power of the air. So that means you should build your stronghold strong enough to withstand the attack and strong enough to fire back. You need to build your stronghold strong enough to withstand the attack because you know the attack is going to come. And strong enough to be able to fire back at the enemy. If you want to take and hold the high ground in life, you must build and maintain the high ground of your mind. If you want to take and hold the high ground in life, you must build and maintain the high ground of your mind. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. Isaiah chapter 55. We'll start with verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him, and unto our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Yes, it's talking about actions, but here you see it's talking way more than actions. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So it's not just the what you do, it's the way you think. Remember, building godly strongholds is building a godly mentality. It's thinking according to his way, to his will, and to his word. It says, verse 10, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven returns not there, but waters the earth and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereinto I sent it. And one of the reasons God sent the word to you is so that you can know his ways, And you can know his thoughts. Some people say, well, if God's ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts, then, you know, I never can live the high life God has for me. No, but if you think the way God wants you to think and you live the way God wants you to live, you'll be able to take and hold the high ground. But first, you must admit your thoughts aren't as high as God's thoughts. You know, the word wicked means twisted, which means there could be something right, something truthful in what you're doing, but it's twisted and it's not completely true. So that means you have to look at what you're doing and say, you know what? God's way is higher. God's way is better. God's way works better than my way. So I'm going to leave my way. I'm going to leave my old way of thinking. I'm going to think a new way. I'm going to think a better way. I'm going to think a higher way. I'm going to think according to the word of God. Go to Philippians chapter 4. You must make a decision to renew your mind by the Word of God. And the only way you're going to do that is if you're in the Word of God consistently. You're allowing yourself to hear the Word of God preached and taught to you. You're reading this Word every single day and allowing the Word to change your thinking. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. These are godly strongholds you need to build in your mind. What is true, what is honest, what is just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things have a good report. If there's virtue, if there's praise, think on these things, not just once, but continually. This is what you need to think on to train your mind to think like that on a regular basis. You have to understand the washing of the water of the word we hear about in Ephesians. One of the things it does, it washes the ungodly strongholds from your mind. And the ungodly strongholds got there maybe because of things you've done, things you've experienced, people who've taught you, what you've been around. There's many different reasons why there can be ungodly strongholds in your mind. Even if you grew up in church and grew up around good Christian people, there are still some ungodly strongholds in your mind that must be challenged, that must be washed away, and must be replaced with godly strongholds. 1 Peter 1.13 in the New American Standard says it this way, Therefore, prepare your minds for action keep sober in spirit fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ prepare your minds for action is your mind prepared for action is your mind prepared for action if you want to take and hold the high ground in this life you must prepare your mind for action your mindset your mentality is of vital importance go back to second corinthians chapter 10 with me Second Corinthians chapter ten. Go look at verse five again. Second Corinthians chapter ten. Verse five. Casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what do you need to do? What is part of the you're training your mind to take action? When there's a thought that comes into your mind that does not line up with the word of God, God's will for your life, you say, no, I'm not going to think that, or as we've been taught, that's not my thought. I resist that. I refuse to take it. Now, you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts with words. So you have to open your mouth and say, no, I'm not going to think that way. Nope, I refuse to think that way. Well, how long do you you say, do I need to do that, Pastor? Until that is not your thought. Until you have torn down the ungodly stronghold. Ungodly strongholds in your mind produce thoughts. Ungodly strongholds in your mind will produce thoughts. But you need to resist the thought of the enemy. You need to resist the thought of the ungodly struggle. You know, resist the enemy and he'll flee. So you resist until he flees. You resist those thoughts until those thoughts don't come anymore. So when they used to be common, now it's rare, then it doesn't even happen at all. And if it tries to come back, it's like, no, I don't think that way. I think according to the word of God. So here's something I want you to do. Don't just resist a thought, replace the thought. Don't just resist a thought, replace a thought. Now, I just said you can't fight thoughts with thoughts, you can fight thoughts with words. So you're going to have to replace a thought with words. So the enemy is challenging you or tempting you in one area, and you're resisting it, you need to start saying what God says about that area. If you're tempted to be afraid, if fear's trying to grab a hold of you, you resist those thoughts of fear, and then you replace it with what God says about that subject. Don't just resist a thought, replace the thought. We are not just removing mindsets, we are replacing them. We are not just tearing down strongholds, we are building new ones. So here are some ways, some things you need to replace with and consider. What does God have to say about you? What does he say about what you're facing? What does he say about what you are being tempted to do? Who does God say that you are? What has God called you to do? What has God said about the season you are living in? I'll say those questions again. What does God say about you? What does God say about what you are facing? What does he say about what you're being tempted to do? Who does God say that you are? What has God called you? to do. What has God said about this season you are living in? These questions and more you need to answer with scripture and with what the Spirit of God is saying to your heart and put them before your eyes whether it's on your phone whether it's on your refrigerator, whether it's on your mirror, put it where you will see it every single day and throughout the day and then not only put it in front of your eyes you need to put it in your mouth and say it every single day until it's part of your mindset and your normal vocabulary. If you want to take and hold the high ground in this life, you must build the high ground of your mind. If you want to take and hold the high ground in this life, you must build the high ground of your mind. Understanding it will be under assault from the prince of the power of the air. Which means not only you have to build it, you have to build it strong and able to fire back. Well, how do you fire back? Well, what does thus say the word of God? So when the enemy came against Jesus, Jesus resisted him and said, thus saith the word, or it is written. So you have to build this stronghold that it won't be shaken when the enemy comes against it. Or when the influence of this world comes against it. Or when popular culture says what you believe is wrong. You must be able to say, no, I'm not going to yield to the pressure of the culture, the pressure of this world, which is influenced by the prince and the power of the air. I'm going to believe what the word of God says. And I'm going to get in this word so much to the place where I am fully persuaded, absolutely convinced, confident in what God says. And I'm going to get so full of this word that this is how I think. And I'm going to challenge every single thought that comes in my mind that is against God's word. And as that becomes your daily habit, you will build godly strongholds. As that comes your daily habit, you will build godly strongholds. Go to Numbers 13. I believe we're close here. Numbers 13. You must challenge your level of thinking right now. Even if you think, oh, my thing is pretty good, challenge it to see what you can do to go better. Is there some type of ungodly stronghold hiding in the back that's an operation that you have not even challenged? This is our year of unprecedented victory. This is a year we're going to take and hold the high ground. But we must build godly strongholds in our mind. If we expect to take and hold the high ground in our life and experience unprecedented victory, we must build and maintain the high ground of our minds. As I shared earlier, as Matt Hammond said, your success in this life will depend on the strongholds you build for yourself and occupy. Numbers 13, a very familiar passage to so many of us. We know after Moses sent the 12 spies to spy out the land, these are elders. These aren't just random people. These are people who should know what the word says. They've been through Egypt. They've been out of Egypt. They've been in the wilderness. They know what God said. They've seen God's glory appear. They've heard God's word. They've heard it from Moses. They should know. They know exactly what God said. And so when you get to Numbers 13, they come back and give the report and say, you know, the report is like, you know, Moses said, is full of milk and honey and this and that, all these good things, all these good things are there. Verse 27, they told him, when we came into the land you sent us and surely it flows with milk and honey and this is the fruit of, thereof. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in that land and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Those are the giants. The Amalekites dwell on the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with them said, We be not able to go up against this people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land that we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their sight. Two different mentalities Working here. You see the mentality of Caleb and Joshua. We know their belief of faith and the words of faith, but how they saw themselves and how they saw the promised land and what God said was different than the rest. Notice what Caleb said. Let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. Because Caleb and Joshua believed what God had said, they saw themselves differently. Now, how do you get faith? How do you get belief? By hearing and hearing the word of God. So they heard the word and heard it. They believed it, and it changed how they saw themselves. They saw themselves as able to take the promised land because of what God said. They had built a godly stronghold in their mind of victory and being able to possess the land, no matter what the challenge was. But notice This other group of people who had the same access to the word, the same access to the glory of God, the same access to the miracles of God, the same access to Moses, they were all there. They had another mentality. They said, we're not able. We can't do it. They're stronger than us. We're grasshoppers, not just in their side, but our side as well. So one side saw themselves as more than able. The other side saw themselves as grasshoppers. They both had the same word. They both had the same access. They both saw the same things. They both went through the same experiences, but one built godly strongholds in their mind, and the others didn't. The others allowed their mindset to be determined by what they saw in Egypt, what they experienced in Egypt, and how Egypt made them feel about themselves. Joshua and Caleb, they were in Egypt too. They went through Egypt too, but instead of holding on to Egypt, they held on to the promise of God. So when you look at your life today and you examine the strongholds of your mind, are you holding on to what you've been through or are you holding on to what God said? Are you holding on to your past and your experience and what happened to your family and the family before them and the generation before then? Or are you holding on to what thus saith the Holy Ghost? What is determining the stronghold of your mind today? Are you holding on to ungodly strongholds or are you building godly strongholds? You must make a decision to build godly strongholds. If you want to take and hold the high ground in this life, you must build the high ground of your mind. This is your daily habit. This is your daily assignment. If you want to win and have victory this year, you need to build the high ground of your mind. So what is God saying about the season you're in? It's a season of winning and victory. So that means not only you just say it at church, and you say it during the experiences, or say it when he's feel, are feeling spiritual, you say it all the time. Until it is your expectation when you wake up in the morning. I'm going somewhere to win. I'm going somewhere to experience victory. You build this up in your mind so it's not just a January thing, but you expect it all the year long, and God told us he's still operating through restoration this year, so it should still be in your mind to experience restoration. Why? Now that's a stronghold on my mind. God wants to restore me, so I expect restoration. What God causes me to triumph, God gives me the victory, so I expect victory. You're so much in the Word and saying it so much and thinking about so much, it is a stronghold that produces his own thoughts, so when life challenges you, your stronghold is strong enough to resist the challenge and fire back. But if you want to take and hold the high ground of this life, you must develop godly strongholds and use the weapons God has given you to demolish the ungodly stronghold. Amen. Thanks for watching today. We hope today's message was a blessing to you that it empowered you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Hey, if you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Faith, you know, our vision statement is to ignite awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And we'd love for you to be a part. You can find out our different experience times and our different locations by going to FCCGA.com. If you want to give, you can text FCCGA to 73256. You can also go to FCCGA.com to give online and be a part of what God's doing here. We'd love to see you anytime you're in our area. We believe God has something good just for you. And anytime you come to our Faith experience, we believe you will experience God and his plan for your life so thank you for tuning in today we'll see you next time